welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, holistic wellness coach, yoga and meditation teacher, personal trainer, and overall well-being enthusiast. I believe that we have been led off the wellness path in our modern way of living, and it's time that we get back to basics, back to our roots, back on our way to wellness. I take a balanced and wholesome approach when it comes to wellness, knowing that every action, every interaction, every environment and every breath that we take has an impact on our state of well-being. This podcast will debunk all of the myths that we have been sold about what it takes to be well. Humans are complex beings, but being well does not have to be complex. Each week, we will explore a piece of the holistic wellness puzzle where myself and special guests will share our insights that we have learned along our way to wellness to support you to live a well, happy and vibrant life. Join me on the way to wellness. Sarah Kane is a qualified clinical nutritionist. She loves dogs and nature and, of course, healthy, nourishing food. And within her business, Intentional Nutrition, Sarah loves empowering her clients to take their health back through proper nutrition and wellness habits. Sarah also happens to be a dear friend of mine, and we caught up to chat about busting diet culture myths, the benefits of eating foods that are close to nature, and how releasing control and cultivating self-awareness are key to maintaining a healthy relationship with food. Now let's get into the episode. Sarah Kane, welcome to Way to Wellness, the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us for this little conversation today. I'm happy to be here. Can't wait. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in this way of living and the journey that you took to become the teacher and the mentor and ultimately a nutritionist? I started being really interested in food when I was just a little girl. I was always very aware of what everyone around me was consuming. I I was very aware of how much comfort and discomfort food gave everyone around me. And as a result, I have developed over the years finding ways that food has been able to control my life or become a really big part of my life and really used those learnings around my own habits and others around me to really release that and release control, not only with food, but with my entire wellness journey. And as much as I would say my wellness journey really progressed over the last five, ten years. I really do look back at my upbringing and the situations I was in as a little girl and how much that developed to now being a nutritionist, uh, a yoga enthusiast, and anything that I do now on a daily basis, journaling, meditating, all these lovely habits really did develop when I was a little girl, trying to find some stillness and trying to find a way to connect to my environment around me. 
Would you say that there was one pivotal moment in your life that changed the trajectory of your life path and led you to where you are now? Or would you say it's more of a series of events that unfolded over time in a more organic kind of progressive way? For me, it was definitely a organic progression. I, I could name a few instances that were pivotal, but especially when it comes to food, I personally feel like it's such a long journey and such a long story that it just constantly evolves and will constantly evolve for the rest of my life. So first of all, when I was younger, I was really surrounded by a lot of women in particular, not just women, but a lot of women who really use food as a mechanism for control and almost self-sabotage. And being brought up around that, you really don't realize how much of a toll that had on me at the time as the rest of us probably are aware now as we get older as well and a lot of us aren't even open to that situation yet but it took going to uni and living out of home and creating those exact same habits that I've grown up around without even realizing to then really release control of every piece of food I did or did not put in my body and then releasing all the rules around food that I still try and release every day now I would say I've done a lot of my work but I really don't think you ever finish doing the work it has to be done with food and what would you say that the most common challenges that clients are struggling with or dealing with when they come in to see you I would say the biggest challenge would be the same as what I've faced my entire life when it comes to food as well. And and for me, that's really releasing diet culture, releasing expectations and releasing restriction. Majority of the clients that come in, they really want me to write down every gram of food that needs to be consumed. And they're really striving for a fix when my work and what I am really striving to work towards and the message I want to get out there is to really listen to our bodies. We are all different. And if we do tune into our bodies, that is when we get healthy. That is when if weight needs to come off, it comes off. That's when we find our equilibrium. But unfortunately, the culture we're growing in, trying to release that diet culture and that expectation from a lot of the people that walk through my door is really difficult And I really sympathise with that because it's a journey that a lot of us will struggle with for the rest of our lives. And that was leading into my next question too, and I think I already know the answer to this one, but Mm. I was going to ask you what your thoughts were around um, dieting and diet culture and I guess this concept that we've all been programmed to believe that you can just take a pill or have some generic diet or generic movement program that's going to work for everyone when we essentially all have such different um, biological makeup. So what are your thoughts on that? You're right. You know my answer with that. But I, I do not agree with diet culture whatsoever. I really have struggled with it throughout my life. So I do sympathize and I do understand how easy it is to fall into that trap. I've done keto. I've done low carb I've done Atkins I've restricted my food I've done all these things tried to bulk tried to lean out tried to do all of this 
But I can say for the last three to five years since I have released that restriction and that mentality of having to follow a protocol that has worked for someone else or everyone else, once you release that, I am now so content in my body. Some days you might feel a bit off. Some days you might feel a bit sluggish. I might feel a bit bloated. There's always things. I'm not a perfect human and I definitely am not striving to be one. But the second people do release that diet culture and listen to their bodies, you will feel so much better on a day-to-day basis. And I know you believe that just as much as I do. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> and what would you say is the most common mistake um, in your opinion or your experience that people are making in regards to their nutrition? Mm, I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> but as a basis, I would say cutting out whole food groups. Uh, so in particular, just, just trying to really back to that diet culture, stick to a certain plan because it's guaranteed to help you lose weight or gain energy or whatever it is and not assessing you as a person. So, for instance, I do believe in reducing processed foods, refined carbohydrates, things like this, but we can't cut out carbs as a whole food group in our body. We can't restrict everything to a point where our body isn't getting certain things we need everything to fuel our bodies that's why there is carbs proteins and fats and as much as reducing things can be beneficial just that trying to tick the box and trying to count everything so manically that it then transforms into a stressful environment and when our body is in stress when our body is in lack we will never be healthy we will never thrive And would you say then that um, you're kind of a fan of, I guess, like intuitive eating and I guess being really mindful when you eat a particular food group and noticing how it feels in your body after you consume it? Definitely, because we are all so different. For me personally, I can't consume a lot of fruit and feel good. I can't consume a lot of refined carbohydrates and feel good. So really recognizing not only what you're putting in your body, but the times, the amounts, we're also different. Like, for instance, when it comes to you and I, you can snack all day long and you thrive. You love a snack, right? For me, I I know you do. I really benefit from having two large meals in the day and not consuming much in the morning. I feel sluggish if I consume early in the day. So really recognizing that, not reducing the amount of calories or food that I'm consuming by any means, but recognizing my body doesn't feel great if I eat before 10 o'clock. So I stick to water and liquids. And if I feel hungry, I'll eat, but that's learning to tune into your body and doing that. Amazing. And I just wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on organic versus non-organic food. And is it worthwhile us investing the extra money to purchase and make sure that we're consuming fast you know the majority of our food is organic a hundred percent if you can if in a perfect world I would grow all my veggies and eat nothing but non-organic eat nothing but organic food it is hard I understand for a lot of people but it's just like eating something from a packet it's just not the way we were meant to consume food so 
I think if we do our best to eat organic, then we're not adding in all those preservatives that you have no idea what is going on our fruits and vegetables. Like the day I found out that they release gas in bananas to stop them from ripening, I couldn't, I couldn't even comprehend that in my head. How, how could you do that to a simple piece of fruit that's just fine as it is? So just opening your eyes and trying to leave things as uncontaminated as we can is really important. But I don't believe it's just as far as organic or non-organic. I think a lot of the time people do get so caught up in doing that with our fruit and veg, which is excellent, but then they're having packeted food or they're consuming meat that isn't grass-fed or isn't organic as well. So you've got to look at it as a whole. It's not just as simple as organic vegetables and fruit. Look at everything you're consuming and how much it's been manipulated and touched and try and reduce that to the best of your ability. If you can afford to consume organic vegetables, do it. If you can afford to, if you do choose to eat meat, only consume grass-fed organic meat, it's always going to be in your benefit. Like more quality, less quantity is my rule of thumb. Yeah, I love that. And I guess just taking like a really holistic kind of inclusive approach with foods that we know are good for us and then maybe excluding or reducing those that I guess are processed and refined, like you said, and not coming directly from nature. Yeah, we've just gotten so adaptive to everything being manipulated around us. Like you and I talk about this all the time, but it's not just our food being manipulated, it's the way people speak. Everything is being adjusted and touched by other people. So if we can just go back to bare bones of what nutrition would have been before society changed and adapted and did all this crazy stuff to our food, then I really don't believe that any of us would be overweight or unhealthy, but it's the way that our society is just changing everything we're doing. Even you go to buy a carton of almond milk and the amount of stuff in it is insane. So just read your labels, be aware of what you're putting in your body and whatever you can do to keep it basic is the best option you're ever going to make. Don't overcomplicate things. (laughs) I love that. Keep it simple. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Way to Wellness, the podcast. Are you ready to step into the highest version of yourself? Are you ready to upgrade your well-being in a personalized and holistic way? If the answer is yes, I'd love to invite you into my one-on-one private wellness coaching program that is now open for enrollments in January 2021. It's time to take control of your health and your life. It's time to step into the light and to share your light. It's time to live a well and happy life. It's time to reconnect with your true self. For full details of the program or to book a connection call with me, head to beckrussell.com. Now let's get back into the episode. Uh, are there any foods that you would say or you would suggest that people could easily and kind of simply include in their meals on a daily basis that will really boost their well-being? More food from the earth, 100%. Um, the biggest thing for me, as much as it isn't a food per se, is water. No one who walks in my door is drinking enough water. 
it's never a thing. So consume enough water and eat as many plants as you can. Everything else finds its way to slip in. Um, But I would say if you're consuming enough plants, like look at your plate, at least 50% of your plate should be vegetables, in my opinion. If it's not, adjust and drink enough water. Everything else will figure itself out. Have variety and you will tick all the boxes. Perfect. And I guess just touching on the water too, just being really conscious and aware of the quality of the water too, because I know that you've got a really great filtering system in your house to make sure that you've got the highest quality water and we've got rainwater here. So we're fortunate enough to do that. So I guess just being really aware of the quality of the water that you're drinking too, because there are Mm -hmm. um, once again, things added into our water that perhaps aren't the most supportive thing for our health as well. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully rainwater in the future at our house would be the dream. I'll get there one day. Uh, But yeah, it's just like what I was saying, just be aware what's in everything you're consuming. I think we've gotten to the point where we're just walking around with our eyes closed to so many factors and just listening to a few podcasts on water, most of us would be shocked and disgusted by what we're consuming every day in an act that we're trying to do something good for our bodies by consuming water. Everyone is trying to look after their health and aware that we should be drinking enough water, but it's just disturbing what's in it. So, yeah, get a filter. Please, everyone get a filter. Absolutely. I would um, suggest that as well. And just moving on now to um, nutritional supplements, so high-quality ones, not the ones from the supermarket. Do not get those ones. Um, but I just wanted to know. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> uh, if there are any nutritional supplements that you use in your practice or that you would say are safe or really supportive for everyone or anyone to take to support their well-being, or is it something that needs to be uh, individually prescribed depending on what's going on with each individual? I think it's individual. I I will say the majority of the people on this planet would really benefit from taking magnesium supplement or vitamin Bs or rada, rada, rada. But unless you're actually getting your blood checked and you're talking to a professional, I, I don't think I can blanket say that everyone should be consuming something because we are so different. I could even consume the exact same as you and our bloods would be different we would need different things we all move our bodies differently we all consume different foods our bodies intake and digest everything so differently it's just I don't think it's cut and dry for me yeah I love that and I guess um I think more and more people are becoming aware of it now but just going back to what we were even speaking about with the diet culture and I guess just looking to take on some generic program or in this case, generic supplement and expecting that you're going to get the same result as the next person when it really is so unique to us, depending on our environment and um, how we move our body and what we eat and our genetics and many different factors that contribute to it. Yeah, definitely. And for me, it's, for me, the goal is always to get what we need from food. If we can, if it's in our power to get what we need from food and it fits into our lifestyle, awesome. But there is always supplements that can improve our life, but they're not, they should be an addition, not a requirement. And I feel like we're just surrounded by this. Let's scroll on Facebook and see the perfect protein powder that'll just 
make your life complete. And half the time it'll just bloat you or make you feel like crap. So just really talking to someone about what you actually need because you might not need anything at all. You might be doing just fine. Amazing. And we'll just switch gears a little bit now and bring some of these questions back to you. And I wanted to, I'm curious to know, what is the greatest lesson that you've learnt so far along your journey? For me personally, and this is something that's helped me but may not work for others, but for me, I definitely found a turning point in my health, both professionally and personally by releasing a lot of rules I had for myself. When I first started doing, studying nutrition and doing yoga and journaling and meditating and doing all these things I knew were great for me and were really changing my life, I was really regimented. And I've spoken to you before this, before about this a lot, but I had a lot of guilt. If I'd miss one day, if I'd eat anything remotely off spec, if I didn't do the hardest pose in a yoga class if I was given three options I would really beat myself up and finding a way to just settle into wellness for my benefit not for the way it looks to the outside world not for ticking the box but actually what makes my body feel good and what my body needs in that day that was the best lesson that I've ever learned and it took a long time I'm very type A. I want I want to strive to be perfect and have everything ticked off on my list. But at the end of the day, sometimes my body just doesn't feel like moving. Sometimes I am due for my period and I need that bit more carbs than normal and I can't just have green smoothies and feel satisfied. Every day is different and our bodies change and evolve so much. So releasing that perfectionism for me was a really big one, doing yoga for me not to be seen at a yoga class, eating what I want to eat, not just to put it up on Instagram, you know, really listening to myself and my needs. I love that. And I can 100% relate to your story. And I feel like probably most of us have been in that place too when we be when we begin our journey, whatever that looks like for us. I feel like we kind of get so... Um, immersed in it that we just want to keep learning more or doing more or being more and want to be perceived as if we're doing the right thing or you know um yeah trying to be perfect or trying to impress other people and I can definitely relate to that and I think as you get older and you I guess develop a stronger sense of self-awareness that's when you can start to like you said just be um very mindful and I guess know what's intrinsically best for you in terms of your movement and in terms of your routines and rituals and your nutrition and all of these kinds of things. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like when I first started my journey, a lot of it was a lot more superficial for me than it is now. A lot of it was if I didn't put it up on social media, did I even go to a yoga class? Or if you know, just really trying to be perceived as a certain person when I started. And that was something very individual to me, but I feel like a lot of people go through it. And it wasn't until what I've been practicing for seven years now that it's okay if I just practice at home and no one sees me do it. I don't have to tell 
someone if I meditated. I don't have to eat perfectly every single meal. Sometimes I'm craving things and it's okay to feed into a craving if you don't go overboard. All of these are okay things. And I think once you really accept that and settle into yourself, a lot of the food issues disappear as well. And that's something I really try to instill in my clients, but that is the biggest hurdle, I would say. Amazing. And what would you say is your number one priority when it comes to your own personal well-being practices? Mm, it changes on a daily basis, but for me, space in some variety. So it is really important for me to do something to create space between stimulus and response. So if something is occurring in my life, whether that's going for a walk or having meditation or even sitting with a cup of tea, taking a second before I react. I, I feel like just taking time for myself, taking time in stillness, and it doesn't have to be an hour-long meditation. It might just be me standing in, a sh- in the shower with my eyes closed for a few minutes. Whatever it needs, whatever it means on that day for me to have a little bit of space to myself. Oh, that's beautiful. And uh, can you share with us some of your non-negotiable practices that you incorporate into your routines that keep you in your highest version of yourself so do you have like a morning or evening routine any I know you've already touched on some of your mind body practices and your reading meditation can you just share with us a little bit about what that looks like in your life so it definitely changes every single day I do not sit every morning and do the same thing but ideally I have movement of some variety so it's usually a little stretch and a walk in the mornings with my dog and Chris, that's my ultimate form of movement in the mornings. I love being outside and getting in nature. If I don't get outside, I'm not a nice human to be around. So a nice little walk in the mornings is ideal. I really try to journal every day. If I don't, I find I get a bit too in my head. And some days that looks like five gratitudes quickly written down. And sometimes it's 20 pages long. So it just depends what mood I'm in. And water, again, water is so important. If I don't consume water, that nothing operates well. Um, And lastly, I would say just consuming knowledge. So sometimes that's a podcast and sometimes that's reading, but I like to consume something new if possible every day. Beautiful. And lots of those little routines are very similar to mine too. So I I understand Mm. how important and how beneficial they are. But again, we're also different. So if, you know, some of these things might not resonate with, with all of us and we can try things out and, and kind of figure out which ones are most supportive and beneficial for each of us. Definitely. And I think really recognizing that leads you to freedom. Like, Earlier in our friendship years ago, I really used to beat myself up because I know you're you're quite regimented in, like you have a really good routine every morning. You stick to it. You're really good at following everything through, whereas I switch and change. It's very easy for me to come up with excuses to not do things. So the second I released the routine per se is when I actually started doing things. So we both vibe on a different level with that. We both adjust differently. So just because people might look the same on the outside doesn't mean 
that we're all going to fit into the same boxes. Yeah, and I think just the self-awareness piece that we mentioned earlier is your number one um, greatest tool, I think, because then you, you'll understand and you'll know what makes you thrive and what makes you feel supported and I guess just well and happy in whatever you're doing. Yeah, and it reflects to everything, not just food, not just well, even your relationships. If you can really become self-aware of how you love and how you need to be loved, it really transforms how you communicate with other people and how your relationships and environments thrive. I would not be in a happy, healthy relationship if I didn't do that work prior. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are there any other final words of wisdom or anything else that you would like to share either um, about your work or about your personal routines that we haven't yet covered? I would just reiterate yet again, try and listen to what is working for you, trying to release that need to be perfect in every area and letting it get on top of you. And If you're not quite sure, just talk to a professional, whether it's yourself or me or reading a book or listening to a podcast, wherever you can get the knowledge and the assistance, just seek out help if you need it to clear the clutter and figure out what your non-negotiables are, what's important to you and what you could evolve and work on more. I think checking in with yourself regularly and being honest about what you wish you were doing better at and what doesn't actually matter that much is the first step in transforming your life. Beautiful. And can you share with us where we can learn a little bit more about you and what you're, what you do in your work and how we can stay connected with you and also any upcoming offers or anything else exciting that you've got coming up? Okay. So I am www.intentionalnutrition.com.au. My Instagram and Facebook is also Intentional Nutrition. Uh, I'm really active on them. So if you do have any questions, you can always just send me a message. I love chatting to people. And I do offer 15-minute get-to-know-me calls so we can just have a chat and see if we vibe. But for the end of the year, I've really just recommended to all of my clients and anyone that's interested that this is a really good time to take stock of where you really want to head for the rest of the year and into next year as well. It's a great time to set some goals. If you have any, release some past ones if they're not working for you. And if you do want to make an appointment, I do offer packs and calls, which you can see all on my website. Beautiful. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of your wisdom and learnings with us. That's it for another episode of Way to Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a rating or review or share it with somebody that you know would benefit from listening. You can follow the podcast at Way to Wellness Podcast, myself, Beck Russell at underscore Beck Russell, and you can find Sarah Kane at Intentional Nutrition on Instagram and Intentional Nutrition on Facebook. Until next time, take good care of yourself and I'll chat to you again soon.